0: Water running? I do.
1: I hear it in our house. I don't know if you can hear it.
0: It's in the pipes.
1: All right. Welcome to Plumbing 101, <laughs> a podcast where we talk about plumbing.
0: It's all about plumbing here on Plumbing 101. Thanks for tuning in.
1: I'm your host, Plumber- Plumber's <laughs> Crack Jones.
0: That's what I was going to go with. I was oh, just going to say it. butt crack, though. Oh,
1: can we just delete this podcast? Yeah. we we'll just go right to episode four. I already hate it. Yeah. <laughs> all right welcome is, back to please consume responsibly, to please consume responsibly <laughs> the show where we talk about the media that we've consumed yeah
0: not about plumbing we don't talk about plumbing at all no nothing
1: just about responsible consumption yeah of media
0: of media every week not a food
1: not a food
0: speaking of food is our boy hungry
1: no we fed him
0: oh did you hear that i don't know probably okay hi hi that was tragic. Yeah, I did. T- <laughs> Let's just start over. <laughs> we're just going to start it over? Can we start over?
1: Yeah. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> 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 the second one was bad, too. All right, take Wait,
0: three. Wait, I kind of like
1: that one. Take three. Okay.
0: <laughs> one, Hi. two. Hi. Oh, shit. One, two. One. Uh, <laughs> that's it that's the take welcome
1: to please consume responsibly yep. the media consumption show where we talk about the media that we've consumed
0: responsibly in, over the past week yes i'm aj i'm tara i almost said i'm aj <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the third episode uh we're officially up on everything y'all. we're up
0: on everything you we're, can listen to us anywhere anytime for literally any reason and you
1: can see us on the instagram instagram and twitter Twitter. not facebook that's dead (laughs) facebook
0: facebook's for old people just kidding oh my god that's what she said in eighth grade that was a callback to my first ever thing on episode one all right so um exclusive content speaking of if you've made it and listened to episode one two and now you're on three congratulations thank you for coming thank you for listening to (laughs) um episodes one two and three it means a lot to us yeah that you want to listen to us Uh, chit chat about our media consumption
1: yeah it's a fun it's a fun thing to record it's a fun thing to edit and
0: uh yeah uh, it's a fun thing to connect with people yeah we've been getting a lot of uh, mostly our friends have been like talking to us about uh listening to the podcast but also there was one i don't know who it is but shout out to Mel2019, who oh, yeah. rated us on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if it's your friend or my friend or a stranger, but yeah. um, if you're listening here, thank you. And yeah. please tell me who you are because <laughs> I would love to say thanks yeah. uh, personally because that's really nice of you to leave such a nice comment.
1: And everybody else, go rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. You are now behind because uh, we already have a five-star review.
0: Yeah. So. So.
1: And it's not a bot. Cause what are you going to give us? It uses <laughs> our names and talks about the show. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. If you enjoy listening, make sure to to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, I don't. What's the no, language? It's
1: uh to rate and review us on rate
0: and review. Yeah. rate and review the dollar R's.
1: And subscribe is is the proper verbiage. R R S.
0: This intro's weird. Well, this intro is great. <laughs> Ew, I heard that somewhere.
1: It's probably out of my headphones. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um. So, uh, how's the how's the last week been? Last week's been good. Have you been resuming responsibly? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have, I have resumed responsibly. I'm
0: having a stroke, I think. <laughs> Resuming responsibly. Have yeah. you been? <laughs> yeah, I
1: did. Uh, you know, listen to more podcasts. Uh, I actually listened to some music this week, which is great. Wow. Um, quick little shout out. I listened to Bellows, which was that that song that sounded like it was Bill Wurtz if he made an earnest attempt at making music. That was great. Uh, It was really good. Bill
0: Wurtz, for those of you who don't know, you would definitely know the Vine reference. Oh, hi. Thanks Thanks for checking checking in. I'm I'm still still a piece piece of garbage. garbage. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so I did that, and uh, over the weekend, didn't do too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, I edited... No, I didn't. (laughs) No. (laughs) The episode was already edited. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, I did edit. I, I edited the second episode... Last week, I read a little bit of Lose Well by Chris Gethard, which oh, I've been yes. slowly chipping away at.
0: It's been a slow uh, burn.
1: For a couple of months, which I mean, it's, it's going quicker than my book reading has been Yeah, uh, in the past, but I still, I read so, so slowly.
0: Man, I wish I could read slow. Right now I'm juggling. Um, let's
1: see, oh, one, well, you wish you had the luxury of reading three, slow. Four.
0: I'm juggling five books at a time right now. Right, for, and I'm, for class. I'm about... I finished one, actually, the other day, mm-hmm. and then um, I'm still chugging along on all the other ones, but oh, I miss reading. Lewis, shout out to Lewis, He went to Barnes & Noble last week and brought me home. You Know You Want This by Kristen Rup- Rupenian? Rupenian? Rupenian. Rupenian. R- Rupenian! Opinion, um, but she won awards for a short story called Cat Person, which I read and it was very good. So I'm very excited to read this at the end of the semester. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lewis! I can't wait to talk to you about it after, you know, a few months. Yeah, I'm excited.
1: there's a little teaser, a little teaser, a little teaser for a couple months from now. So
0: sprinkle, yeah.
1: You know, stay tuned for episode 17 when she talks about that book.
0: That's a yes, sure. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, we'll see. I, if I'm right on that, then uh, nice. Yes. How about you? Me? Your media. What did you do this week?
0: Oh, what I do this week. Let me pull up my calendar again. Um, I constantly have, right now I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 tabs open. Um, so that's sad. Let's see. Oh, uh, so last week, like I said, was Valentine's Day. So I had an event with the radio station. I'm the visual content director at Brave New Radio, the nation's number one college radio station. Ooh. I was uh, at a shout out your boo Thang event, which we were live from the student center, and we were asking other students to shout-out their boothangs live on the air, and we broadcast it live, and um, I got some footage from that. So that was, like, the big thing that I did last you week. You gave me a little shout-out. I did, I, I did.
1: I, I tuned in, like, a minute too late, but I heard it. it yeah,
0: I, I became too impatient. I asked you if you can tune in and then you said nothing for two minutes and then I was like, oh, sorry, I already did it. <laughs> but um, I have the luxury of pulling it from the archive so I could send it to you afterwards and I knew I could do that. It was very cute. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, honey. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the... We watched I, a movie over the weekend. We watched Ocean's 8. Oh, we watched Ocean's 8. That was very good. Ocean's 8 was fun. Didn't we watch that on... We watched something on Valentine's Day. Mm,
1: I think it was Ocean State.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we, no, yeah. we, when did we
1: watch Cam? We watched Cam over the Oh,
0: God. <laughs> oh, oh. I hated it. Yeah. I've sat in it, I've marinated it for about a, a week movie. and it really wasn't it, good. It
1: wasn't good. It it wasn't what the trailer promised it to be, and it wasn't really much of anything.
0: Yeah. So Cam on Netflix. Don't no good. <laughs> no, 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 no good. But also, you're a free person. You can watch it if you want to, but just don't. Yep. Um so yeah, and we also watched Oceans Eight, mm-hmm. which um I've never seen any of the Ocean's oh. eleven franchise or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it existed, truthfully. Really? Yeah. What? I lived under a rock, I guess. Wow. <laughs> um they were
1: big in like O eight. Around that time.
0: No, that was prime Joe Bro time, so I was Mm. busy but um yeah that's about all the media I consumed it was a few movies with you and uh you know my classic YouTube I was watching the sorry girls and uh Alana Tabor came out with a few videos um and oh yeah my sister recommended that I start getting curious with Jonathan Van Ness oh yeah yeah um it's a podcast did you and, listen to it yeah I listened to <gasps> yeah, yeah. the episode with Jamila Jamil oh yeah, yeah um, you told me it that. was very it was very cute he is yeah. he talks so much yeah. and he's ta- he, he knows that he does and he's just like um this is a podcast where I talk to a genius or an expert in a certain field that I'm curious about for a half an hour, but probably more because I talk way too much, nice. and it's very cute. Nice. Um, but that's really good. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. There
1: you go. Sorry, I said I was looking up when the Oceans movies came out, and the first one came out in 2001, and the last one came out in 2007, and then Oceans 8 came out in 2018. <clears> so <throat> I was super wrong when I said it was big in, 20, in 2008.
0: 2001, I was... I was eight. You were? not
1: mm-hmm. So you were five. Yes. Nice. Uh, math. 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 Now they now they know how old we are and where we live. We should move on before we reveal anything. Where do we else. live? My social security number. <laughs> so uh, AJ, what
0: consuming... <laughs> what... <laughs> <laughs> AJ, what have you been consuming responsibly? What? Uh, AJ, what have you been consuming responsibly?
1: So this week. This week. Okay. Today, actually, I finished the Netflix series Hilda. Uh...
0: Oh man, I
1: started it what, like, um, like six weeks ago probably, a little over a month ago, I think, uh, and I just finally finished it today, actually, and man, it's so, so good. I immediately loved it just from seeing the intro. I could just really, really love the
0: animation style
1: and, and all that stuff. It's like those, like, I don't know, how, it looks like it's drawn with like a crayon, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like it has that kind of bumpy line.
0: I think I know what you're talking like about. Like if you
1: draw a line with a crayon, it has like those little white specks in yeah. it because it doesn't cover yeah. the entire, that's kind of what the entire art mm-hmm. style looks like, but
0: the uh, I don't know if you're talking about the theme song, but Grimes did it, right?
1: I wasn't, but yes, Grimes, Elon Musk, Grimes, yeah, Elon Musk's is, is Grimes made the theme song, yeah, yes, I and don't that know. was actually how I first heard about it. I think on Twitter, I saw it, yeah, uh, and then I watched the trailer and I went, wow, this looks like a very fun time because you know it's very colorful. And it has a lot of like creatures and stuff. In it's it,
0: very cute. It's... I watched the first uh, few episodes, yeah. and then you you sped off without me, which well, was no, fine. It I didn't episode really...
1: six, you said I don't really like this, and I said no, okay. I didn't. Yes, you did.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't.
1: You said I don't think I like this, and I said okay.
0: Did I really? <laughs> you did. Because looking back, I'm like, oh, what a cute show. It
1: is a cute show, and it's good. It's not just a cute show; it's a good show. Well,
0: yes. Um. Wow, I can't believe I said I didn't like. I take it back. Okay, um, well, you should watch it. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right.
1: Uh, then I'm just going to talk about it for everybody else then. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah. It, I mean,
0: you could tell me too. Like I said, it's
1: a, it was a Netflix show, or it is a Netflix show currently. That's how Netflix works. It yeah. just stays up there. It's 13 episodes, and it's based on the graphic novel series by the same name, which I was unaware it oh. a graphic novel series yeah the graphic novel and the show are both written uh, the main story is written by luke pearson he only actually wrote jack
0: pearson's fourth son
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, this is us joke got it thank you <laughs> okay <laughs> um, <coughs> tuesdays on nbc <laughs> um, he luke pearson only actually wrote one episode but i think you know it's his character and, and his ip and all that stuff mm. It's very good. It won the Annie Award for Best Animated Television Slash Broadcast Production for Children this year in twenty nineteen.
0: When did it come um, out?
1: It Last came year? out in October, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and then so and then the twenty nineteen Annie Awards, which are the it's a Los Angeles Animation Festival hmm. thing, they won. They won all three things that they were nominated for. Um, but I closed the Wikipedia page, so I don't remember. It won Best Animated thing That's for awesome. children, which is really cool. Um And I kind of... I don't like the distinction that animation... Like, that, any animation is, quote, for children. Yeah. Because, like, what makes it for children? Like, it's not like an educational program. They just, like, don't say curse words and stuff. Like, it's not like... Well,
0: yeah, but even... um like on Hulu there's a section called adult animation. Well but I like... can I can see that
1: yeah, I guess I, I guess think it's that's just because... what the distinction is for because there is adult animation that everything else becomes children's animation. Yeah. I guess so. But like I wouldn't all—it's
0: all all on its own. Animation is its whole, like its own category, so they have to split that up between things. I I guess guess so.
1: But like I feel like Lewis is watching uh, Adventure Time, and he's deep in it now, and it—it gets kind of deep, and it's also just like really silly. But I wouldn't call it a children's cartoon. It's just like a cartoon.
0: What's the do you just off the top of your head? Do you know the age range of people that watch Adventure Time?
1: Uh, probably fourteen to thirty. Yeah. That's probably the age range because it's you know kids watching Cartoon Network now and then adults who have been watching it right. for you know years and years and years. Yeah. Um, so the cast uh, it has uh, Bella Ramsey who does the voice of Hilda. She's Lyanna Mormont in Game of Thrones, which I know means nothing to you, means absolutely, but to nothing. anybody who's listened or who's watched Game of Thrones, she is the child leader in season four and I think the end of season six. Um, she's a little girl with with, very very cute um but she doesn't take any she doesn't take any crap from all those old guys she's
0: british she's very
1: strong she's british yeah she's loves her little voice she also plays mildred hubble in the worst witch which amber was really into my niece it's about witches but it's about the worst witch which really is she's not good at being a witch not not like she's she's a bad person right she's just not good that happens to be a witch yeah
0: big witch energy (laughs)
1: Oh no! Um, and then Daisy Haggard plays Hilda's mom, Joanna, which I don't know if they ever actually say her name in the show.
0: Yeah, she's she's mum in the mom. show.
1: Yeah, it's funny in one of the later episodes. She has a she writes a letter to mum, and then the person who tries to deliver it just keeps saying, "Are you mum?"
0: Oh wait, that's <laughs> so really funny.
1: cute. Uh, yeah, Daisy Haggard is mom uh, she's just a British actress who's been in Black Mirror in episode, a couple episodes of oh, Doctor really? Who. Yeah, she was Nosedive. I don't know if you watched that episode. No. I did not.
0: Even if you told me what it, yeah. I, think I don't she know plays, the titles.
1: I think her name's Bess in, huh. in Nosedive, episode of Black Mirror, and then she plays a character who has a recurring role on Doctor Who for a couple episodes. So.
0: Interesting. Interesting,
1: yeah. Uh, everybody else is kind of not of note, or if they are of note, it's because they're British and we don't know them because, <laughs> you know, America. <laughs> um, so when you did uh, eighth grade, you did a log line. Yeah, so I thought I would do a log line.
0: Oh, cool
1: uh, for this. I'm here for what? Uh, so here here it goes. A little girl and her mother move from their secluded home in the wilderness to a bustling city, but the mysteries of the wild move with them.
0: Oh. So I, th- I think
1: that's a pretty good.
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah,
1: so it, it basically Hilda and her mom move out of the forest uh, in like the third or fourth episode because. Hilda's mom is becoming worried that Hilda's not safe in the wilderness, or that she's you know n- needs to learn how to interact with people because they just live in a in a, a cabin in the middle of the woods.
0: And her friends are animals. And her fr-
1: yeah, she has a, a a deer fox named Twig,
0: who um, is so adorable. Yes, it's right. supposed to be like a a, a play on a dog, right? Yeah, it's just like a small All, dog like, with they're little like antlers. Mythical creatures? Yes, yeah, so what I say?
1: yeah, they're they're creatures. Creatures is the word I would yeah. use. Yeah, um, there's creatures, there's spirits. There's like giants. It's
0: What's the the guy that brings the wood, the Woodman? The Woodman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love the Woodman. Woodman's the best character. Um so so great. He's just Woodman is uh, just this man who's made of wood. Nice. Basically. But his face doesn't move because he's made of wood, but like he talks. And it's just it's just like this gravelly voice the whole time, and he'll just like walk into your house and then just start drinking coffee and stuff, and he never knocks, and that's his whole shtick is the wood woodman walks in, drops off some wood, just like takes some stuff from your house and then leaves. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. Um, it's so so great. So yeah, so they move out of the wilderness into this town, uh, sorry, this it's like big city quote unquote uh, called Trollberg which is this city um, that's still kind of just in the wilderness, but it has this big wall around it because there are creatures out and there are trolls and stuff that are around. Something this show does really well is world building, and I really, really appreciate that. Like, in the first episode... You're immediately thrown into, there's this little girl, and she lives in the woods, and there's, you know, you see you see Twig, and you're like, oh, dogs don't have antlers, so you're immediately yeah. just like, oh, what's this? And then she goes out in the woods, and then it's, you know, she sees this she's rock, and she's like...
0: flying on big Oh, yeah, well, that, yeah, well and... in, the,
1: in the intro, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then in the first episode, she finds this rock, and she's like, oh, it's a troll. I'm going to hang out at this troll until it turns dark, because, you know you can't be around trolls when it turns dark because then they come to life. And then accidentally she's out after sunset and there's a troll and she gets chased by a troll. And it's just like while she's running through the forest away from this troll that used to be a rock during the day, like you just (laughs) see all this stuff in the woods and you see stuff flying around. And then I think the end of that episode, the first episode, you see this like, giant or something which is just like oh there's oh, giants kind
0: of scary a little bit Yeah, a little
1: bit yeah it's just like oh there's giants in this world too I, yeah okay sure um, anything
0: really goes in this
1: yeah in this the place. way that it's described uh on wikipedia it's a uh, late 20th century scandinavia and it's kind of, okay and like i don't really know why but like you know that that kind of like I'm going to make generalizations here that kind of like Icelandic Norway kind of like mythical vibe of just like, oh, there's a magic forest in, yeah. in Norway or whatever. And like you just go there and just like stuff is like the the, the line between what the world we know and then like this other world, this like yeah. mythic world or whatever. is just like blurred. And, they you know, there's there's overlap all over the place uh, with that kind of stuff. And it's 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 so good. I love it so much. That is the kind of world that I wanted to live in. Literally, my entire life. Like a magic and, world? Just like a world where everything's pretty normal, but there's also just like creatures. And it's just like, yeah. ugh, man. It, it well, ma- you would
0: love, well, you would love to live in our world for a little bit and then be then move to this world because if that would just be your normal, you know, like you wouldn't be able to appreciate all these these trolls and everything running around if I don't you know. didn't know it any other way. But I don't know because because interesting point because that's
1: how Hilda grew up. Hilda literally grew up in the woods with all of this stuff, and when she moves to the city, she's like, man, I miss all of this mythical stuff because like the city has like kind of cut itself off from from the wilderness Um, and there is still stuff in the city that you know is is a remnant of the world that they've kind of blocked out Mm -hmm. Um, like there's you know this big mythical bird and stuff in the the town that they're in the city that they have a parade for every year and there's there's elves everywhere but you can only see them if you fill out the proper paperwork and stuff (laughs) And it's oh man just so much so many little details for so many things that's just like Hilda knows all this stuff or like has learned it at some point in her life, and mm-hmm. then just like so, when she encounters those things, she knows what they are, and she knows. I don't know. I really am really having a hard time describing this. Just because I'm having, I'm having such intense feelings of like nostalgia. I guess for yeah. like <laughs> for like this world that I've wanted have wanted to live in. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's very cool. It makes me feel very nice. <laughs> um, uh, and then the story is just fun too. It's just fun to watch, and it's it's the, the 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 animation is very good, and the voice acting is very good, and and just the stories in every episode are very good. And you know it's Netflix, so they make it they make it so that you watch it back to back to back. Right. So there is kind of, there is an overarching you know storyline, mm-hmm. um, or like a couple at any given time, and it's just like really fun to follow all those storylines and see the little. The little points of, of the larger arc yeah. uh, throughout every episode. Um, one example, I mean, I know I've given a couple examples with like the trolls and no, the, keep the, going. the elves I and love stuff, it. but there's, there's in one of the later episodes, there's this creature that Hilda meets called uh, a Nisa or something. A Nissan? It's a Nisa, N I S S E um and it's just like this weird little dude she sees sitting on the street and you know Hilda being Hilda oh, just like wants to talk to them and then she does and they explain they're their house spirits which everybody knows that there are just house spirits in your house it's just like a given thing everybody knows they're there but they're invisible in this world in this world okay. yeah they're just I
0: thought you meant in our world <laughs> I was like i mean, well, I mean sure yeah,
1: yeah um but you know they're mostly invisible unless they're banished from their house which can happen and okay. so this this guy whatever uh, that whole thing happens, but basically she talks to this Nisa and is like, "Well, how do you stay in our house? Like, how do you stay out of our way and whatever?" And the Nisa basically explains, like, "You know, all those empty spaces in your house that, like, you know, just like the space behind a desk or something, or or like the space under a table or whatever. Just all those empty spaces. If you take the sum of all those empty spaces, that is where the Nisa lives." and it what? just yeah that's and it can so cool. just like jump in and out of those little spaces like around your house and stuff is
0: that what i caught at the end of that's the what you caught you the end, yeah
1: that was what was happening they were uh, jumping in and out of those little spaces his
0: hand just like come comes out of the bookshelf and out of the crevice of the couch mm-hmm. and stuff oh that's yeah cool. so just
1: all those little empty spaces make up the little that little nisa domain how does she just so, see so cool.
0: him first
1: uh well he got kicked out he got Why? banished the reasons that are explained in the episode. Oh, okay. He just gets kicked out. Okay. Um, And then once they are out in the real world, they are visible, basically. And and he does explain that, like, because Hilda makes the point where, like, well, there's a lot of empty space outside. Why don't you just go there? And then Mm Vanessa basically tells her, like, well, there's, like, too much empty space. And, like, if you go in there, there's no telling where you'll come out.
0: Oh, Um, okay. That episode that I I came upstairs, like, three quarters of the way through this episode. And now that makes so much more sense. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's really, really really cute. I love
1: that. I I love it so much, and it's such, such a fun, fun world to be in. I just really, like, I wrote my, I wrote in my notes in all caps. I just love the world. Okay. I just like I could yell about it all day long, and it's just the like this that kind of world that I want to live in, and I want to like. I really like playing tabletop RPG games. So like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. But like I want to play in a world that is like this, where it's just like regular stuff, but also there's just house spirits and that's just like a given. Where it's just like, yeah, this is totally just a thing that just like is. That's
0: really cool. I think that's (sighs) maybe, I mean, it is a good show objectively. It's nice Mm -hmm. and it's cute Mm -hmm. um, and it's made very well. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why I wasn't like super into it was because I didn't connect with the world like you are because you wanted that world and I Mm. And like, that would be cool, but it's not something that I've wanted or I dreamt about since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I think the only world that I wish that I had was I used to hope and pray that inside my closet, I wish that there was another door like Narnia, Yeah, but it was my room reversed and clean. clean. You told me this. (laughs) Right? So like, I've always liked that that like secret world mm-hmm. that only i mm. knew about and i guess in there like anything goes but like in hilda that's just her world and yeah. that's just normal for yeah. her and everybody could find out about it but like this is just my secret little world right <laughs> my secret little closet right. you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, yeah so that's actually very funny i so our views are kind of the opposite yeah like, I, I want think it to so. be just like everything's taken for granted and you want it to be like only you know about it yeah that's very funny <laughs> um yeah so i'm gonna you know i'm obviously recommending this show to all of you listening um, but I'm also going to tell my nine-year-old niece to watch it and i just uh-huh. think like I, and I think everybody will like it equally unless you're you know the type of person that wants to have a secret world and not like a
0: sorry no i'm not, <laughs> I'm
1: not trying to call you out i just realized that like no. wait through that sentence I no that's
0: thinking. okay I think that um um, maybe at a different time, mm-hmm. if I didn't have like other stuff that I was, watch- I mean, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. kind of a bogus excuse because I'm always watching something, but maybe I can give it a chance another day, but mm-hmm. it's just, it wasn't like that connection wasn't there to me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So
1: Hilda is my thing. It's on Netflix. Please go watch it. It's 13 episodes. They're all 22 ish minutes long. It's just like a regular, Real cute, you know, uh, cartoon. Oh man. It's so, so great. Uh, all right. Are we going to do a break? We're going to do a break. We're going to do a we're break. Gonna, we're going to hop into your closet door uh, and see what's in there, and then we'll be back.
0: We'll just make sure it's your room that's clean. <laughs>
1: yep. All right.
0: Bye. <laughs> see <you> back. Bye. <laughs> All right. We're back. Wow, well, we just came out of the closet.
1: We came out of your secret closet door. Yes. In, from the secret closet world, and I brought... These chocolate chips back.
0: Chocolate chip morsels from shop and stop and shop.
1: It's actually from shop and stop because um, it's the other it's the opposite.
0: It's the opposite. We are in the clean room. I can't believe you just threw all of those chocolate chip morsels on the ground and it's still clean. Look at it in here. I need a sound effect of you. <laughs>
1: they're actually not they're actually not semi-sweet morsels, they're very sour bunches.
0: Ew. <laughs> Oh, I was like, wait, really? I thought I got the semi-sweet morse. <laughs> Can I have some? <laughs> I was like, why do you keep eating them then? <laughs> I'll take a few. Uh,
1: we're back from this opposite world, and um, they, we're back in, in this bad one.
0: I'm glad all of you are now sitting in your closets listening to this.
1: Yeah, please join us in the closet. Uh, that's the optimal listening experience. Uh, door shut. Complete darkness. Mm -hmm. Just us.
0: Yep. Don't even tell your family where you went. Nope. That's the best part. That was the best part. Yep. Mystery. You know? (laughs) So.
1: It's time for your thing. It's time for my thing. What media did you consume responsibly this week? Okay. Like you consumed those semi-sweet morsels.
0: Which were actually indeed very sweet.
1: Yes. Semi-sweet. Semi-sweet.
0: So this is going to be a little bit more... Serious, I yeah, guess. Yeah,
1: we're coming out of this the fantasy world of Hilda and into very into the real yeah, world. Yeah, we're
0: slapping you right into the the harsh realities of the world we live in today. Woo. Um so I am in my last semester here at my college that I go to. Um, I mean, people know. Anyway, (laughs) I'm a senior, and I have just, like, a few, like, pretty easy courses that I just have to take to get out of the way. I Mm. left them for this semester last on purpose just so I wasn't, like, super stressed with my capstone and everything. But I'm taking a class called Film and Civic Engagement. So um, we – you took this class as well. So we um, watch movies that – whose plots – spark civic engagement I guess you could say Um, spark change spark activism so basically you go to class this is my favorite thing you go to class every week and you have well I have A complete mental breakdown each class because of how horrible these (laughs) movies are. You're just
1: watching... Yeah. It's
0: basically just documentaries about uh, all the isms, which is very sad, and I want to cry. And I do. Actually, every single week I pretty much cry during class, Uh, but it's okay because all the lights are off. Um, And I sit pretty far away from anybody else. So it's pretty good. But anyway, so... It was today, actually. Today, I watched a movie, a documentary, I'm sorry, called The Cove, directed by Louis Sahoyas. So this documentary was made in 2009, um, and it actually won a documentary feature at the Oscars in 2010. Oh. So it did pretty okay. Wow. Uh, I've never heard of it. Yeah.
1: The only one that I heard about fish was blackfish. Right. About SeaWorld.
0: Yeah. Most of the things that are like animal rights is like blackfish and food, Inc.
1: Yeah. I think Peter, my friend Peter, watched it a couple of years ago and talked about said so it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I really know.
0: Um, so I knew that we were watching this movie. Last week, my classmate was like, we had a midterm today. And then right after the midterm, we started to watch this movie. And she said that she wasn't going to stay because she's like, it's just a movie about killing fish. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. And I was like, I'm not going to skip, you know. So uh, I stayed and I watched it, even though I knew I was going to be really, really sad, um, which it was. But it also was. Very enlightening, and I really enjoyed it, which is why I'm talking about it.
1: Really quick, I think we should make a clarification. You're paying for these classes, so you should stay at all of them. You should
0: extremely (laughs) stay. Um, And also, attendance is mandatory, so (laughs) that's a thing. Um, So basically... This documentary highlights the actions and the lives of fishermen in Taiji, Japan, who kill dolphins and other small whales, um, which they're used to either sell to tourist attractions or dolphin and whale museums, like the good ones, the ones that make the cut. They're sold to like SeaWorld and other tourist attractions like Uh, swim with dolphins kind of thing, or they're just slaughtered and their meat is used to sell for food. Um, But they interviewed one guy that was like... yeah, dolphin meat su- isn't super attractive. Nobody really wants to eat it. So a lot of the time they mislabel it and mark it as bigger, more attractive, I guess, whale meat. Um, so people will buy it and they don't really know the difference, which is illegal. But the opening statement of this documentary was like, I really wanted to find a legal way to make this documentary. Mm. <laughs> um, but it follows the kind of life of the activist Rick Barry who is one of the most famous oceanic activists? He starred in and trained the dolphins on the 1964 show Flipper. What? Um, and yeah, so he was like, I spent, you know, 10 years building this billion dollar industry. Yeah. Um, and he trained five bottlenose dolphins that played Flipper on TV, and one of them died in his arms. Cool. So after that, he's like, man. Don't belong in captivity. And he turned into an activist. And the one the one quote that he said he's like, if there's a dolphin in trouble, I'm the first one to know. Oh god. <laughs> um, which like great, good for him.
1: I ha- wait, wait. He has them on his they have his beeper number. The squeak squeak they have on his squeaker number. His squeaker number. <laughs> they
0: squeak. Oh, they do. They're sonar animals.
1: Thank See? you. That was Thank my you. joke. Good job. I'm gonna try not I don't know, I'm probably not gonna make a lot, but that was the one. That's <laughs> there that's it is. Very good. That was um, joke. Thank you.
0: <laughs> So, yeah, they're killing dolphins, uh, basically, in this, sh- in this movie. Um, they're killed in Taiji. There's, like, a- Rick Barry talks about how there's this huge um, market for killing dolphins and slaughtering dolphins in Taiji. And it's done in this secretive cove. So you can see all the fishermen um, every, I think it was every week or every few days, they would go out and trap all these dolphins and you can see them swimming around the cove and then they take them around the corner to a place that you cannot see tourists from the road can't see nobody can see um and it's very very heavily secured so nobody can go over there and they kill the dolphins over there um and they capture them
1: sorry i just need to clarify is is killing the dolphins illegal
0: so that practice it was like so capturing them and selling them to tourist attractions is legal okay but killing them and using secretly and in, in these maps and just like killing them right. in such a big way that was um that happened i think 10 years prior this was made in 2009 so i think they said 10 years prior the japanese fishermen were caught i forget where it was but they were caught killing huge whales like bigger scale whales like um killer whales and the, the big ones they were found killing them and the government put a stop to it, mm. but since there's, I guess, more dolphins and they're not as in danger of becoming extinct, mm. that it's okay. But still, it's not right. I okay. guess. to yeah, I what, just wanted to, just wanted to know if
1: it, if he was doing this documentary out of like a look at these guys doing this illegal thing, or out of a like, a, an, uh, like the, an ethical kind of thing. The
0: it was mostly ethical, but there was illegal components to it because yeah, right. the you government said like labeling the stuff. The government was hiding it. And they talked to government officials, oh. and they were just like, "Yeah, we don't know." And they were pretending, and they were selling the 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 dolphin meat as other kinds of kinds of meat, and giving it to schools to sell as other meat. Um, right. so because it's, like, the, it, it's because dolphin meat has really high levels of mercury in it. Um, so that's you know.
1: So it's less about th- it's it's less about being like, "Hey, this is happening," and more about the way that it's happening. Yes. And like, okay.
0: Yeah, So it's a secret. Okay. It's it's happening in secret. Right. Everybody knows that when it's taken over to the other side of the cove, something nasty is going on. But right. they've they it's so blocked off and you're not allowed to see it and it's a lot of the movie is the the director's camera crew it's like a big they said it's like an oceans 8 or an oceans 11 kind of heist and they're going in and they had fake rocks made that had hd cameras in them and they planted them and put underwater cameras and wow. microphones and stuff to capture it and they finally did and at the last scene is rick barry the guy that played um in flipper him he had it was you know this was filmed in the 2000s and he had this huge flat screen tv strapped to his uh stomach and he wanted into the international whaling commission which is basically a huge cover-up of all of the dolphin and whale slaughtering by oh. japan they have this huge international committee um, where they pay countries to represent themselves in this committee like a un kind of situation in return to keep it quiet i guess of how many they were killing i think Twenty-three thousand dolphins a year um, was the number they kept throwing around. So anyway, at the end of the movie, Rick Barry has the TV and he's showing the clips that they got, ar- and he's just walking through the aisles of this big conference, and oh, they're playing this triumphant music, and of course it got to me too. It was, it was great. So yeah, that's the base, the basic gist of the movie, and. There's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of things that I felt in it. The main thing that I think they got out of it too, it was a very, it was about a two-minute part of this, you know, an hour and a half documentary, but it was talking about the anthropomorphism. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's defined as the um, attribution of human characteristics to animals or objects. So like, think Mickey Mouse and the candlestick from Beauty and the Beast, or the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, <laughs> the beast yeah the beast. all of Beauty and the Beast. Um, so in... Our imaginative world, we make objects and animals Mm -hmm. communicate in a human way, Mm. right? We give them arms and legs and we have them stand on their feet and talk in a way that we talk and communicate. So like when you see, the one thing that they talked about, when you see dolphins at Sea World and at tourist attractions and it looks like they're smiling, if you've ever seen a picture of a Mm -hmm. dolphin, it looks like they're smiling. We don't know what that means. We don't know that they're smiling. We don't know that they're happy. I mean, we do know that being physically ca- held captive is not good for them because they have a significantly shorter lifespan and physically they could get stress ulcers all the mm. time and they have a special ingredient that they put in the food for the dolphins at SeaWorld so they won't get more <sighs> ulcers from what? stress and um they're supposed to swim up to 140 miles a day i think it is um so we see them smiling we see them happy and we see them flipping around and we think that they're you know everything's good and dandy mm. because we don't know any better we just assume that they're fine and they're happy because that's what we attribute that with mm. we do that in media and we make animals smile and happy and we just translate that because we don't understand Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people i don't know this might be this definitely is a generalization but it's not that far of a reach that a lot of people just would rather assume that they're happy than face what's actually happening Mm -hmm. um and kind of ignore it the one interesting point that they brought up was we teach the more promising animals so like dolphins that are super smart and monkeys like uh coco was the name of the big monkey that we the orangutan or that they taught sign language to. Anyway, so we take the more promising animals, the one that we know the ones that we know are smarter, and we teach them American Sign Language which is our form of communication. It's like our second form of communication, really. Um, And one of the anthropologists in this documentary that was that two-minute excerpt was just like, we try to control them and we have power over them. And we have the perspective of we have something to teach them and we have something to give them. We have Mm -hmm. so much of this knowledge and we have something to teach them, Mm -hmm. but we don't listen to what they can teach us mm-hmm. and like that's the thing that i don't think a lot of people get and especially because the only counter argument that japan had in this situation was just like dolphin slaughter is our culture oh wow it's what we know it is our culture they don't care that dolphins are smart they don't care that dolphins are they're self-aware mm-hmm. they don't know that they can look in the mirror and notice that they are looking at themselves and they understand and they can process it the way that we do mm-hmm. so i don't know That just like really tickled me the wrong way because um, this is the abstract thought that I had while I was watching this before any of these thoughts like kind of processed in my mind was just like, I was watching this documentary and I was like, this is so interesting and is hitting me and connecting with me in such a deep way. I wonder if dolphins have their own form of documentary between themselves where they connect in this um, super deep way with each other and like, maybe they do, but how am I to know? And how am I to just assume that they don't have this super sophisticated way of communicating with each other? Obviously, they're not making movies down there. But like, um, if they have a form of communication that's as deep and connecting as we do Mm. with visual media and um, all different forms of communication that we have as humans together, like, how are we to know, you know? Yeah. And how are we? I, I feel like a lot of people just assume that since they don't have colonies and jobs and you know, an economy. They're yeah. they're just dumb and they don't have anything. Yeah. But like they
1: do. Right.
0: You know? And that's my beef.
1: And you've told me something similar to that thought in regards to other animals too. Like Yeah. Part of the reason you're vegetarian is because like, I don't know, you're you, you talk about the like what really is the difference between humans and animals.
0: And yeah, that's that's the main, I guess, ethical argument yeah. is um, especially what PETA stands for really is um what's a difference between a pig and a cat Mm -hmm. you know just like ethic ethics wise I mm-hmm. guess obviously it's harder to have a pig as a pet but that's a whole other argument in itself that animals should not be pets And but we're too far gone that mm. there are pets and you know because that's a form of captivity yeah, even right. though people don't want to hear that or process that in the same way but it's all about just like the way that things have always been and it's our tradition and it's our culture and we just of course pigs don't belong in the house or be, of course dolphins are killed because you know mm-hmm. they're just like you know right. so the one quote that stood out to me which was interesting because it was on the powerpoint right after the movie so i'm like i did something right um it was by the director louis (laughs) sahoyas i have a hard time saying his name um but it said if you aren't an activist you're an inactivist Mm. which i feel like a lot of people are just like oh okay what am i supposed to do dedicate my life to just being um an activist and advocating for things beyond my control but like yes Mm. if you are not directly being affected by something that's when you should Step in and help and that goes for all forms of oppression mm-hmm. I think if you were it's just a form of privilege just to not be bothered by something which is yeah, like it's a it's very a nice Like a but, voice
1: for the voiceless type deal,
0: which is brings me to my next point yeah. because in 2012 I think it was 2012 a filmmaker Megumi Sasaki made a counter argument documentary to the cove which was titled oh. a whale of a Tale," which I hate Oh, well, come um, on <laughs> So it was saying that Sahoyas's, uh film was really, really biased and they didn't know the whole story and it was really rude and they used the word bullshit and it was just like bad. Mm. And again, Killing Dolphins is a Japanese culture and they had it all wrong and it ruined this community. And one of the main quotes that stood out to me in this article that i was reading about the documentary that in an interview with this uh, filmmaker was it was like they were pointing a camera at people who couldn't raise their own voice it's like bullying it's like louis ahoyas was pointing a camera at the japanese fishermen and bullying them because they didn't have the voice to be like hey this is what we do but dolphins don't have a voice to be like hey <laughs> don't kill me yeah you know i felt like that was such an ironic quote for mm-hmm. them to be like this is our argument it's like it was rude. We didn't have a voice. Yeah. You know? But like what the, what that just like proves the point of like yeah. Yeah. I mean if that's their argument then they should like stand by that and I don't know. That's just yeah. really No, I get that. Yeah, all you the can't arguments you can choose all your... the arguments that they had were completely contradictory mm-hmm. to um, everything that the first documentary was really mm. saying. But, you know, it was a, it was really well put together. It was really my favorite thing about documentaries, especially ones that are, like, kind of um, difficult to watch or hard to process. Mm. It was very digestible, pun not intended, I'm so sorry. Oh but my God. Um, <laughs> it was really, really put together in a really nice way. The story was told really, really well. And the music Acramie, my professor, had a lot to say about the music. He hated it. Oh. Um, he thought it was really, really cheesy. Which, like, mm. I can understand. But also, I don't know. Part of me was like, yeah, that fits. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. there was the, there was the, their big. Uh, mission where they had to go out in, in the middle of the night and put all these cameras out and they played yeah. like a mission impossible kind of music um which like i don't know part of me is like yeah that's a good storytelling point that's a good way to use audio in a visual format but like yeah. also don't make a mockery of this documentary yeah so know? it was
1: like mission impossible type like jaunty Da-da. like sneaky dum,
0: dum, 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Dum, yeah. i know like the that. mission impossible thing, okay like i that. just want to just for those that didn't know i guess yeah.
1: but it was like that kind of jaunty <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: weird. Yeah, I don't know. It fit to me. It, it didn't stick out to me until mm. my professor was yeah. like, this was trash. Yeah. Um. But the credits that rolled were to David Bowie's Heroes, which, huh, because at the end it was a call to action, like, this can stop if you help, if we all help. And mm. it was like, I wish I could swim like dolphins can swim. And that's the first lyric of David Bowie's uh, Heroes. And oh, I love that song so much. So I was... I was a wreck by the when that came <laughs> on. Um, but I thought it was really, really good yeah. in the worst way possible, I guess. But right, right, right. but it made me want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm talking about it here and I'm gonna be thinking more consciously about the fishing industry, I guess, and, and like I'm gonna adopt this into my vegetarian slash vegan, I guess, sometimes. I try to be I label myself as a vegetarian because I'm not vegan every single day, but most days I'm pretty vegan, yeah. I would say. But, yeah, so that's that's my thing, yeah. which is really... It was really deep, and thanks for getting to this point if you got yeah. me. Um, but if you do, if you are interested in that, it's not as bloody and gory as I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. as I thought um, my classmates had explained it was going to be. Um, it's The Cove by Louis Sahoyas, um, and it's very, very good. And I
1: Is it on, like, Netflix or anything? Uh, we
0: watched it on a DVD, so I don't know where okay. it is. But, yeah, it's...
1: Go to your local public library. Yeah. They probably have it. Yeah. Public library is great. We just.
0: We love the public library. We stand a public library. We stand a public library. (laughs) But yeah, so that was my thing this week.
1: Well, good. I mean, your thing, oh, man, I feel like last week we were so on the same wavelength with the thing we picked, and this week we're like on completely, completely opposite, opposite ends of the well, spectrum.
0: <laughs> I was trying to decide what I wanted to talk about this week, mm-hmm. and this just like shook me to my core really today. Yeah,
1: you got in the, I picked you up from school, and you were like, I'm going to talk about this movie, and you were like still like
0: dour. I, well, I got in the car, and I'm like, how are you? As if <laughs> yeah, you just, and you're s- you like, fine I was like oh sorry I forgot that you just didn't experience what I had to go through um, but every single week in that class I i, I forget what movie it was um, oh The Diving Bell and the Butterfly mm. which was about this man who had everything and then he eventually had a stroke and then he lost everything and he mm, was trying to yeah, learn yeah, how yeah. to speak and everything and I was like man that is tragic and I wanted to literally leave class and just like run away because I was just like life is too hard and everything sucks um, which was kind of my feeling today. I just felt really sad and yeah. I wanted to help the dolphins. Yeah. You wanted to and feel help less everything helpless. Because I don't want to. My thing is, I don't want to put too much emphasis on one thing that's bad because then I forget about all the other things that are bad and then I get mad at myself for not being able to fix the world's problems, oh which is just bonkers. I just. I want to try to help as much as I can, but I don't know how to do it in the best way possible.
1: All right. So, um.
0: Do we take another break? No. No, we just go right in the lightning round. We go right in the lightning round. All right. So, (laughs) that's the noise of lightning. Last week we did silent lightning, and now lightning has returned to its original Original sound. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so you go first for the lightning round?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I finished Spider Man. (laughs) Yeah, I finished Spider-Man. It was so, so good. I thought about doing it as my media this week, but there's enough... Stuff out there talking really in depth about Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and I didn't f- feel like I had to add my voice to that.
0: Your voice matters. It's
1: a very fun game to play. It it re- it remained fun to swing around New York. I only fast traveled three times throughout that whole game. You can, for those of you who aren't familiar with the concept of fast traveling in a video game, it's just like you can open the map and then choose certain points and oh. say, "I want to go here," and you hit that button, and then you're just there. So, uh, I did so that.
0: So taking the easy way out. Yeah, I,
1: I did that three times in this game. I in in a lot of open games because the world is so big mm-hmm. it's just easier to just say I'm gonna go here and then you do it mm-hmm. uh, but the spider-man map is so it's big but it's small enough that you can or you move fast enough I guess mm-hmm. that you can get from the top to the bottom in a couple of minutes Oh, okay which is unlike a lot of other open-world games but or I unlike
0: New York really unlike <laughs> New York yeah I've swung around New York a few times <laughs> and it takes at least five hours I wow. guess
1: but I fast traveled three times once because I wanted to see what happened Mm -hmm. Uh, and it it triggers this little animation of spider-man just on the subway Um, oh wait really yeah that's actually so the first one i got it was him sitting just sitting on the subway scrolling through his phone with a guy asleep on his shoulder Uh, another one was him just standing holding one of the the handrails that's actually very cute Uh, and then the third one i think was him sitting alone on a bench.
0: Which is interesting because I feel like swinging would be faster than taking the subway, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but sometimes, I mean, you gotta, sometimes you, gotta, you just got sometimes you to surf
1: surf your uh, social media. Yeah. Even even the Spider-Man has his. Even
0: stuff. though he's constantly talking on the phone while he's fighting crime, which I just don't understand. So um, he's great at multitasking. Yeah. We know that for a fact.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get too 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 deep into it, but
0: it is the lightning round, of the course. The
1: last yeah, I just, all I want to say is the last fifth of this game is so, so, so good. Mm. The, nothing really about the gameplay changes, mm-hmm. um, but where the story goes...
0: Oh, it's, it's insane.
1: It's, yeah, it pops off. <laughs> uh, it, it, well, every time you start... Every time at the main menu, it tells you what percentage you're, you're at, and at 80% is where it, it pops off.
0: It, it To me... It looked like a whole new game, yeah, which it, was it, great.
1: Which is pretty much exactly what happens. You you finish this storyline, you're like, okay, cool. I think this is what this whole storyline or this whole game's storyline is, mm-hmm. um, and then something happens, and it literally changes the entire city. It mm-hmm. changes tra- how you traverse the city. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and and even you know the last couple of missions in the game are are what I love so much about Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just that like. The villains are all tragic. It's they're they're not just like bad people or like crazy bad people or whatever. They have something that has gone so terribly wrong with their life, and they're just trying to fix it, or they're Mm -hmm. just trying to do what they feel is right. And it's like
0: what they feel (sighs) is right, or what they feel is revenge.
1: Well, that's that's a different thing. Yes, there is the whole revenge thing. But still, it is within that. There's they have some pretty
0: good reasons, I guess. Yeah, I don't want to. Don't. There's just...
1: Okay. All right. Don't get into I won't, it. I won't... I just don't want to... There's like one thing I want to spoil, but no, I... No, no, I no. Don't spoils, spoil. No spoil Okay. We won't it's, spoil it. Uh, all right. It's very good. It's very good. good I, I like the that game too. so, so much. It's very, very fun. I think I might buy it in the future when it's like on sale for very cheap mm-hmm. because there are a couple of DLC packs um, that I did not buy. DLC? Uh, downloadable content. Oh, okay. So it's just add-ons to the game uh, and it adds missions. Oh, and then there's two after credit scenes, which... <laughs> Was bonkers. Yeah. So, Spider Man, very good. Play very good. It, play it. Okay.
0: All right. Ooh. All right. My lightning round time? Mm-hmm. All right. No. Oh. Help me. All right, it's a song, and you will not be surprised that this is my lightning round item. Is know. it
1: the one I think this? Yup. Yes. Okay,
0: so this song is called Of the Past by Julian Chang. Yes,
1: yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes. my
0: God. Okay, so it's off the album Jewels, mm-hmm. which was released in May of 2018.
1: Oh, wow, really? That long ago? Mm-hmm. How did we? Oh. Oh.
0: Okay, so he is from Baltimore, Maryland. And mm. as far as I can tell, he's just, like, this teen, this cool teen. Really? His Instagram looks like just, like, a cool teen's Instagram. Um, He, like, just graduated, just, like, views and, like, stuff. Like, I didn't wow. follow it because I was, like, this is his personal account. I feel too weird following this. But um, I heard this song and as, as soon as it started playing I'm like okay I'm adding this to my 2019 playlist Yeah. Um. so I came across this YouTube channel it was in my recommended it yeah. was a 24-7 really is that how you found that mm-hmm. oh. it was a live 24-7 streaming channel you know like those lo-fi hip-hop mm-hmm. beats yeah yeah the, um, the
1: anime girl doing homework yes with so the this is background. the same
0: thing but it's by a label called the nice guys oh. which not a fan of the not name great, I guess but, but um, it's non-stop indie music psych pop surf rock and low Lo-fi pop, yeah. so it's it's right up my alley. Yeah, I loved all of it. Um, but this song is just like a high-key slapper. Yeah. I as soon as I heard it, I sent it, or I'm like, listen to this, and then I sent it to Lewis, and I'm like, listen to this, and yeah. then I heard it on the speaker upstairs, and then I went upstairs to listen to it. <laughs> and I've just been like non-stop playing this. It's good since like the weekend or something or a few days. I don't know. I've yeah. just been playing it non-stop, and it is oof, it is so good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. I I cannot explain it. It's
1: which is why we're gonna play a clip of it.
0: We're just gonna play a clip of it right now. It's so funky. Yeah. Ugh. I just
1: oh, that guitar part.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or is that a synth? I don't know.
1: It's something. It's something, it's but a it's a good delicious. sound. It's better than the sound I just made.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. But that's my lightning round item. I don't know anything about this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I Googled him. I found his SoundCloud. He's just a guy
1: with long hair. His band cam. a beanie.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's him.
1: Yeah, I know. I saw him. That wasn't a guess. So oh, I okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, how did you know?
0: Um. Yeah. But that's my lightning round item. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Yeah.
1: Um. So that's the episode then.
0: That's it. It was a pretty uh, it was a pretty light it's, and heavy episode all a, at once.
1: And kind of a long one, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, so
0: thanks for making it to this point. Yeah. Um, I think we need to in. stop
1: thanking people for making it. Because <laughs> that I implies that they don't want to listen to it.
0: I don't know. The way... Here's... Here's the okay. very problematic way that I listen to podcasts Ugh. is, I, I know.
1: Is it the same way you watch YouTube videos? Mm-hmm.
0: I listen three quarters of the way through and then I get bored and I stop.
1: And you go, um, I get the point and then stop. I
0: get it. the point. I just don't get it. I know I'm the worst. I spend so much time investing in things and then I just <sighs> abandon them. We
1: watched like a 14 minute video the other day and we watched 12 minutes of it or like 11 minutes of it and then she just shut it off. and was like, okay, I'm done. Like,
0: I don't need to hear like, um, subscribe for more. and Just like, let me know what you there want. There was three minutes. I, left. Just, I don't know. All right. I don't know. Anyway, um, but when I'm listening to podcasts, I always listen when I'm doing something else. And yeah. when I finish that task, what am I going to do? Keep listening? No. You pause it until you do another task. Uh, by that time, I, it's next Monday and I've, I have to listen to the newest episode. I'm the worst. Anyway, but I'm going to say thank you. AJ does not thank you for making it to this point, but I so dearly thank, thank you for making no,
1: it. No, thank point. you for listening, not thank you for making it.
0: Thanks for enduring that. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, So you can find more about our podcast. Um, You can see behind the scenes and little graphics and stuff we've made um, over on our Instagram called Mm -hmm. at Please Consume Responsibly. You can Mm -hmm. find us there. And you can find our Twitter at Please Consume. Um, I just tried
1: to itch my ear through my headphone. Oh,
0: that's what you're doing. That's interesting (laughs) to watch. Also, if you're interested in learning more about the Oceanic Preservation Society, which was the group that um, helped Ah. make this documentary that I talked about in my thing, you can visit opssociety.org. Which
1: we'll link in the description. Which
0: we will link in the description. Um, You can donate there, or you can read their mission, look at some of the events that they have coming up, uh, some of the videos that they've made, because it's a lot of artists and activists coming together to create stuff that connects people and sparks change, which is Mm -hmm. right up my alley. So uh, if you want to check that out it's opssociety.org again if you want to learn more
1: yeah uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at AJ Folleri. It's F I L L A R I. It's linked in all the bios of the Please Consume responsibly.
0: Yeah. You'll thing, find us. So we don't
1: have to, yeah. We're in there. We're in there. We're in there like swimwear.
0: Um, and also one more thing, if you want to reach out to us or you have any yeah. comments or recommendations, really, of anything please that you recommend want us to, stuff to us. consume, yes. you can email us at please consume responsibly at gmail.com. Yes. Um, or you can reach out to us on any of our socials. Yep. Um, we will respond
1: and all of that stuff is linked in the description as well also if you want to listen to our theme song it's oh, mazel tov yeah. by ada bc shank from their third album called this is the third album of a band called ada B. C. shank sure uh that <laughs> i will also put, start putting in the description because you should really listen to it it's good it's it's a fun band fun album fun song
0: yeah fun time really fun
1: time all around good vibes good vibes only <laughs>
0: so what's our outro gonna be
1: uh it's either the that julian Chang? Chang song or that David Bowie song. Um
0: it's gonna be David Bowie. Let's play it. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye.